conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast about finally getting away from your most annoying child. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. Anna, how are you? Um, I'm good. I'm... <laughs> Don't yell at me. I am finishing signing up for a bridal appointment, <laughs> but it's booked. So now I'm done. <laughs> we were talking for 20 minutes before we started. Yeah, <laughs> you were like, I forgot to do probably it. get started. And then the moment we start, you're like, whoops, guess I got to fill out yeah. these forms. That's literally exactly what happened. I was like, oh, fuck, I should do that really quick. So I did. And now I'm good to focus on... What I would like to call an unimpressive movie, even Ooh. though Macaulay Culkin just got his star on the Hollywood. I was I was saying some very bold opinions at an work today about Christmas movie. movies, and I was asked to leave for okay. the remainder of the week. I'm on a performance review based off of my opinions on movies. <laughs> you... <laughs> I yep. need to know. Okay. They said don't return. Outside of Home Alone, what were the other controversial opinions that you were sharing? I said, you know what? I find Christmas to Vacation to be not a very great movie. Okay. And I, my boss, my temporary boss said, I'm calling HR right now. Anna, take the rest of the week off. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. There's, it's too cynical. Uh, I think there's a level of cynicism that some people really relate to with Christmas Vacation uh, that yeah. I, I don't. So I'm kind of, I, I agree with you. Um, Thank you, I'm Dan. standing strong. I said... I'm a Grinch girly. Okay. Get, you know. Yeah. You know, Dan. Yeah, performance. Don't review. say that. Performance plan. No. 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 You've been no pipped on the podcast. I was told. First lost my job over my Christmas opinions. <laughs> now I'm losing. Not really. I'm just kidding. But my my team loves Christmas. Okay. So they all have very serious opinions on Christmas movies. Okay. And apparently none of them are Grinch girlies besides me. Guess that's what it is what it is i don't there, there's i like the animated grinch not the new one like the original animated grinch that's early crusty i like the jim carrey grinch of because course you i do. yeah every every visual decision in that movie was made to disgust me specifically i literally at work during the time when I was being ridden out on a rail for my opinions, could be heard yelling, if there's no Dutch angles, I don't want it. Uh-huh. So. Go back to the Netherlands. The Netherlands? Because that's where the Dutch angles are from. Yes. Glad you put Got two it. and two together with that joke. I forgot for a second that people from the Netherlands are called Dutch people. Not something no, else no what i want to hear your i want to hear what you come up with i don't know like netherlanders i'm sorry i forgot okay that's not a, I, I was thinking you're gonna go like netherlish ew <laughs> no i'm not that crazy netherlanders that sounds like the the Nederlander theater 
Oh, it reminded me of the New York Islanders, the hockey team. Oh, you're bringing up hockey. Where is this coming from? Mm, the bowels of my brain. Are you a weird-ass closet hockey fan that I haven't known about this no. entire time? I could not tell you a single hockey fact besides, like, okay. it's called a puck. You could definitely tell me a single. Okay, could you ever name one hockey player? Wayne Gretzky. There you go. You've told me a single hockey I fact. don't know what team he played for. He played for, I think, four. I don't follow hockey. Okay. Um, I like sports where okay. I can see their faces. I want to see the anguish. That's fair. Which, yeah. like, basketball is the best. The drama. True. You see some pain on those men's yes. faces. <laughs> Dang. Uh, speaking of pain on men's faces, the movie that we're talking about today, full of men screaming and also little boys screaming. Damn. <laughs> it's Home Alone. Before we start, did you see Macaulay Culkin accepting his star on the Walk of Fame? I saw brief clips of it. I watched his whole speech. Um, I love him and Brenda Song together. Uh-huh. It really scratches an itch for me. I think they're a really cute couple. I just think that his voice is kind of interesting. Sure. It's kind of... Um, it's very high. Yeah. It never, doesn't sound like it really ever dropped. Yeah, like it sounds very youthful. That's my only complaint. That's not really a complaint. That's just a comment. Sorry, Macaulay. H- um, but I'm glad complaint. that they're happy. Yeah, I know. I'm just, they're really a cute couple. I think they're cute. Their kids are really cute. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy for them. I just, I know they care what a, a 28-year-old's that doesn't really like Home Alone thinks. Yes. But. Well, so long as you're a big fan of The Social Network with Brenda Song, you're fine. I'm a big fan of uh, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. Perfect. You're all Stuck good. Stuck in the suburbs. Thank you. Uh, but uh, the one we're talking about, Home Alone, directed by Chris Columbus after he crossed the ocean, written and Shut the fuck up. <laughs> produced by John Hughes, starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, Roberts Blossom. That's his name. Roberts, Roberts? With Blossom. An S? That's crazy. That sounds like their name should be Blossom Roberts, right? like a woman. That's a news anchor's name for sure. I'm Blossom Roberts. Uh, Catherine O'Hara and John Candy. Mm-hmm. Edited by Raja Gosnell, who I only mention because he directed Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2. Okay, Slay. Uh, and Home Alone 3. <laughs> um Mm. release score who's the score by dan the score is by john williams oh you know i'm having a john a lightly john williams themed wedding i don't want to have a home alone table okay i don't want to have any home alone but i also don't want to have any schindler's list well you don't want a schindler's so, list. that's like anna not letting me visit uh, all the world war ii sites on our honeymoon i mean i would visit the sites i just feel like Making people sit at the Schindler's List table would bring the mood down. Well, who do you dislike the most? You have to but sit at the depression. Movie. It's a great movie, but you have to sit at the like incredibly depressing table. Here's a picture of Raph Fiennes. Look at it and think. What are the other John Williams tables that you got going? Well, it's not. I'm not sure if we're doing tables or if we're just doing music at cocktail hour, but it's like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Jaws, Jurassic Park, um... What else? What else? What else? Mm -hmm. E.T. I'm having a total brain fart right now of what else he's done. 
Hang on. This is important. I love John Williams. Are you gonna do the I listen to his music? 1960 film "I Passed for White." Uh, no. That he did the score for. No, only as like big ones. Mm. Thanks. Big ones like "Nightmare Except in a- Chicago" or "Gidget Goes oh. to Rome." Oh, not Gidget. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Valley of the is Dolls. On the list. No, Fiddler. Goodbye, I can get Mr. away with Chips. Fiddler. Heidi, the one Catch with the dog. Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. That's a good movie. Superman. That's good. That's okay. Saving Private Ryan. That's with that's with uh, Schindler's. Too sad. Okay. I've never seen Empire of the Sun or Memoirs of a Geisha, so if they're sad, I'm gonna need someone to tell me. Warhorse. <laughs> Trash. Get out of here. I do not want to see wanna be, it. Can I be alone at the Warhorse table? <laughs> you can sit alone at the Warhorse table. Too boring. Great. I haven't when seen I the, the movie, play, but I love it. Oh, dear God. The play was so dull. (laughs) I remember my parents took me to see it, and I was like, this is quite possibly the most painful experience of my life. Anyway, we love John Williams in this house. Mm -hmm. As you should. Uh, We don't simp for many men, but when we do, it's John Williams. Because his music is just chef's kiss. Anyway, back to Home Alone. That's it. Sorry, I was off the. I was going crazy for a second. Uh, released in Chicago on November tenth, nineteen ninety. I don't care about any other release dates. With a budget of eighteen million dollars, it made four hundred and seventy-six point seven million dollars at the box office. Uh, Dang. Okay, good for them. It was the number one film for twelve consecutive weeks. From November 16th through February 1st, from 1990 to 1991. Way past Uh, the Christmas season. It was the second highest grossing movie of 1990, behind Ghost. Okay. The sexy Patrick Swayze movie. Sorry, for a second I was thinking about how Ghost got turned into a musical, and I really like one of the songs, but I don't ever tell people I like the song because the Uh musical itself is absolute garbage. (laughs) Um, It was at the time that it finished its run in theaters, the third highest grossing film of all time behind star Wars and ET. It has since been very much surpassed. John Williams was really wiping his sweat away with hundreds at that point in time. Huh? Damn. Okay, son slay. Back to John. Rotten Tomatoes, 65% approval rating. Mm. Home Alone's okay. uneven but frequently funny, funny premise, stretched unreasonably thin, is buoyed by Macaulay Culkin's cute performance and strong supporting stars. He is very cute in, these, in this movie. Roger, I'll say it. He Roger just Ebert. Has pinchable cheeks. Two and a half stars out of four, two thumbs down on At the Movies. Two and a half stars out of four is over 50%. That's a passing grade. Uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it a D. I'm confused. But, like, here's the thing. We know I rate things off of vibes. Mm -hmm. So I'm not defending. But I also feel like people are forgetting it's a dumb little Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. And they're rating it as though it were cinema. Yeah. Fair. Um, 
It was nominated for two Academy Awards, Best Original Score and Best Original Song. You'll never guess who was nominated mm-hmm. for Best Original Score. John! Yeah, he did lose to a different John, though. To who? John Barry. Uh, what did he do? He did Name Dances with Wolves. Oh, he came up with the James Bond theme. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> Uh, best original song uh, was lost to Sooner or Later, I Always Get My Man from Dick Tracy. Oops. Sorry, my water bottle is... Um, if that's the song I think it is, it's like sung by Madonna. Yes. My friend did that at a cabaret recently, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I can't describe it to you. It was a, a sexy cabaret. Uh-huh. It was like the box after dark at the theater that I do kids shows at. It was a fundraiser for adults by adults. One of my friends saying that my other friend who's God bless him, kind of an awkward dude was like doing a offstage strip tease. It was hilarious. I, it was my favorite number in the show and Gage wasn't in it. Sorry, Gage. So (laughs) (laughs) that's what I think of when I think of that song now. Uh, Do you know who wrote it? Not Madonna. Steven Sondheim. That king. <laughs> Bottoms up. Pour one out for my boy Sondheim. Rip King. Anyway, this is the first time you watched Home Alone, right? Uh, no. I've seen it a couple times, okay. but not the whole way through. I never, like, sat down and watched it that I can remember. We just weren't a Home Alone family. Okay. I, I feel like... I don't know. Like, my family, we always watched A Christmas Story... And Elf, and I was really into Rudolph, and that's just pretty much, and Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. like that's it. Those were our movies. Home Alone and the Bells of St. Mary's. Yeah, obviously, Home Alone. You know, growing up, right outside of Winnetka and Wilmette, where this was filmed. Yes, yes, yes. Home of Pete Wentz. Got it. Uh, I thought Pete Wentz was from Glenview. No, he's from Winnetka, I believe. And he went to Glenbrook South. Huh. Um. I don't know. <laughs> he could have moved. High school beef. I know you have beef. Uh, he was born in... Oh, Will Met, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I was half right. This is a big, big movie. Watched it a lot. Big Christmas movie. Watched it at once a year, probably. I, I don't know how many times I've seen this. Um, I feel like it's such... It's so Illinois core, and so is... Um, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. They're Illinois core. Yeah. Chicago core. They are absolutely Chicago core. Well, because Michael Jordan exists in this movie and the Bears exist in Christmas Vacation. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have any the- character reference the existence of a Chicago team immediately, all in. But And then, of course, the Wisconsin references are all a joke. Yeah. We're a joke to you yeah. because I like polka. Yes. Anna, hmm. not you, Anna. Anna, my wife, did say we should learn Oof. how to polka. Oh, it's not hard. I can teach you. I All my dances turn into polka Don't worry. It's it's not hard. I know. But yeah. I just want to let you know. Learn. You're really living up to your stereotype by when I said that you went, it's not hard. I can teach you. <laughs> Uh, 
These are all... I'm shocked with myself. All language saw traps that you keep walking into. This is a nightmare. This is worse than when we watched Fargo. Oh, there's your accent on just saying Fargo. 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 We're watching Fargo. Yeah, I just literally pulled up a video called How to Poka. Mm -hmm. It's literally so freaking easy. <laughs> I don't even know how to... I don't even... Like, why did I even need to look up How to Poka? It's literally... I am not Polish. Mm -hmm. I am German. I'm 100% Wisconsinite. Yes. Catch me pokaing during Roll Out the Barrel. If I hear a tuba, it's on site. <laughs> so how did you react Done. when the uh, Polka King of Chicago showed up? Were you I... in? No, I thought he was the Polka King of the Midwest. Sorry. I, I, I limited his range. Yeah, please. I saw that clip before. Okay. Um, because I said to Gage, well, well, well. If it isn't another joke about Wisconsin, yes. because his accent's thick, even though we sound the exact same as people from Illinois, and Gage said, no, you don't. No, you don't. I said, I think we sound the same, Dan. Yeah. You also say bag. <coughs> Coughed on you. <laughs> uh, so, you think this is, what was the word you used to describe it to your coworkers? Fine. Fine. Okay. That's like a biting insult coming from you. Yeah, it is. I said it was fine in that tone. That's not the that's not why I was being sent to prison. I told you. It was because they didn't threaten to call HR until I said I didn't like Christmas vacation, okay. which is a whole other animal. <laughs> okay. So What about why just fine? It just Well, I had a dream once that all my coworkers left me to go to Paris, and I didn't know. What? So my coworkers think it's because I have some deep-seated trauma and anxiety uh -huh. about being left while everyone else goes on vacation without me. Okay. I don't think that's it. I just, it's, I don't like the spider. Zero out of ten for the spider. Sure. The spectre, if you will. Spider actor. Um... And I just... I would call it a tarantula, but misgender as you want. <laughs> Sorry, the word that you just said made me want to crawl <laughs> out of my skin. Um, it's just not as funny to me as it could... Like, the Grinch? Timeless. Classic. Hilarious. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know nobody agrees oh with God. me. Don't send me hate mail. I know I'm wrong. It's fine. <laughs> I just it's just not my favorite okay and I hate as a little kid okay hello therapy as a little kid I've always was scared of being lost or forgotten uh -huh. so I think I never was drawn to this movie because it was literally my worst nightmare and as an adult I just don't like it because like still kind of freaks me out if I'm being honest with you <laughs> yeah no that's fair I think I am Watching it again, I am shocked at how little to not at all Kevin cries in this movie. I know. My first reaction would be crying. He does not give a single F. I would like, be weeping like, the ah. entire time. Yes. I'd be like, hello, guys? <laughs> For longer than... He was like, yes, it happened. If my family woke up, I'd be like, <laughs> I made a mistake. 
I was wrong. Right, if I got left Come behind, back. If, if that happened to me today, I would be like that. Let yes, alone as if an I woke up tomorrow. Old. Yes, if I woke up tomorrow and Gage was gone and I couldn't get a hold of my parents, Dan, mm-hmm. I'd be tearing the town apart. Right. Yeah, it'd be bad. It'd be ugly. I guess our generation is just weak. Look at us. Look at us. Attachment issues. Who thought? <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's get into the movie. Um, let's do it to it. So it starts out, it is right before Christmas. Um, the McAllisters, who are a family of 8,000. Oh my God, I've never seen such a big family. Do you know how many cousins I have, Dan? Uh, four? Three. Hey, I have 15. I used to have four. Jesus Christ. So this is like your family. Well, if my mom has four on siblings. A big family trip. Okay, fair. So that averages out to three per pair. I suppose. Um, but Kevin's family—they even have like they have like eight kids, four kids. Yeah. And then their uh, feels like dad's it. brother and kids are there too. So there are three or four more, including the weird one, Fuller. Ugh. Oh, Kiernan. Yeah, well, he pisses himself. Okay, that's his only yeah, character okay. trait. Listen, sometimes little kids pee their pants. It's okay. Yeah, you, they think they should have it. realized that, his, that he would be a weird kid when they named him Fuller. That's true. That's a last name. What is he, a house? But um Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and also at the house uh, is a police officer. Uh, played by Joe Pesci, who we later oh. learn is one half of the Wet Bandists, Thieves. That's so gross. It sounds like Wet Band-Aids. Mm. You don't like the sopping Wet Bandits? Oh, it's so nasty. It makes me want to shower. Uh, who is casing the neighborhood with his partner, Daniel Stern, Marv. Mm. Uh, Marv. Who's got a gold teeth that whenever he smiles, it twinkles a very superimposed twinkle. Pause. He's got a what? Did I say a gold teeth? Gold tooth? Yes. I said. Gold teeth. Yeah, he's got a gold teeth. You heard me. I stand by okay. what I said. A gold teeth. Okay. I turn Italian whenever teeth. I'm talking about dental work. Oh. He's got a gold teeth. Great. Oh, Mario. Mama. Okay. Yeah, Mario, the singer. Um. Oh, I didn't. I meant the plumber. Oh. Plum away. Um. Something that I have seen people posting on social media, mostly on Twitter and Instagram, is that mm-hmm. they post a picture of the house from Home Alone, and then there's the and this yes. is a very nice house. Uh, they post the caption like, "You want to know what's been taken away from us? In the '90s, this was a middle class house. A middle class dad could afford to take the kids to Paris for Christmas. No." I don't think that's true at all. Literally in the movie, they're like, ah, the this is the golden goose of the neighborhood. We hit this, we're rich. Literally. This is the super rich house. Also, the parents are flying first class to France. That's honestly my dream. Always expensive. They have eight kids that they're flying to France. These are rich people. Will Met is like the seventh most expensive zip code in the US. These have always been rich people. I was going to say, wasn't Will Met like a wealthy neighborhood because Pete Wentz's parents were like politicians. I love how you only know about this through Pete Wentz's lens. (laughs) 
uh, duh, they have not been my number one artist for over the past, I don't know, like four years, uh-huh. five years longer since Wrapped started. Yeah. For me to not know that. <laughs> this is, oh my oh, My gosh. sneeze is here. Hang on. <laughs> she sneezes whenever she you. talks about Pete. And then she blows her nose. I'm sorry. You're going to have to edit that. I'm not. I'm not. People have to know your sickness. I'm not sick. I just have a, a sneeze. Uh, so I'm just, I'm on the Wilmette Wikipedia page. Um, yes. It is a famous people. The medium, the median income for a household in the village, $161,000. Damn. Median like? family income, $206,000. Damn, what's it like? Right? Fuck, man. This is a rich town. These are the wealthy. Yeah. So, take that, you dumb meme. Die. Literally. Um, anyway, so, Kevin, he spills soda on the table or milk or whatever, um, and everyone they all overreact. They all overreact. I know it's on the passports. Their uncle is like, look what you did, you fucking bitch. He's so mean for literally no reason. The man should not have such an attitude with how old is he? Eight? Yeah, Kevin is eight years old. I mean, I know he spilled, but like, oh my god, there's a hundred people in the house. Mm-hmm. Clearly it was an accident. He's just mean. He's just mean. But have you considered um, this man is horrible. Yeah, literally, though, he's just atrocious. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin's airplane ticket gets thrown away on accident as they're wiping up the table. Uh, brief shot. And then also he gets sent to sleep in the attic, which I want to live in this attic. The wide shot of it? Are you kidding yeah. me? That's incredible. He's like, the attic's so scary. I'm like, that's the nicest attic I've ever seen in my life. But you got a made-up okay, pull-out couch in there? Calm down. Right? And it actually looks comfortable? Yeah. Try again. I would love a comfortable couch. Right? I hate my couch. We had a pull-out couch, and we left it at our last house. <laughs> <laughs> so, hated that thing. We bought a couch recently, and we bought it from a thrift shop. We bought it. We rented a truck to move it. We got it to our apartment. We brought it up the stairs. It could not make the turn from the hallway into our apartment. We brought it back to the thrift shop after carrying it and shredding the corner of the wall that we tried to move it through. Uh, They would not take it back as a donation. So then I had to drive around to a bunch of other thrift shops to see if they would take it as a donation. None of them would. So then Ugh. I paid to have junk haul it away. So we paid like $300 for the pleasure of throwing away a couch. This is a nightmare. This is my horror story. It was so This is fun. your villain origin story. Yeah. Now there's, I, I hate very few things, but I hate this one thrift shop. Ugh. Yeah. No, I, I feel like that's very fair. Uh, anyway, the Kevin wishes his family would disappear. As he's going to sleep that night. Man, don't do that. God is listening to you, Kevin. Ugh, literally. Macaulay. I don't even... Macaulay, don't wish your family away for like two seconds. <laughs> uh, 
So then a power outage happens because of heavy winds. They knock the power and phone lines out. Uh, all the alarm clocks turn off. They reset to 12 o'clock. Uh, these, mm-hmm. They had battery backup alarm clocks at that time. You'd think well, this family could afford them. Apparently. <laughs> Maybe. As They're said, choosing not to afford them. High-income family cheaping out on clocks. What does it happen? Well, they rush. They wake up. They rush. They overslept. They're supposed to leave at 8 o'clock sharp. Nobody remembers that Kevin is in the attic. Uh, their neighbor comes over to ask the airport driver stupid questions. And that is <laughs> the most infuriating child, Dan. <laughs> and I feel like I've developed a pretty decent patience for children, but oh, that kid made me want to rip my hair out. And I wasn't even there in real life. And he's only in the movie for like two minutes. I was sick and tired of his shenanigans. I was like, this kid... He's bad. He's not the vibe. But because of that kid, the count of the kids is thought to be correct. They go to the airport. They barely make it on their flight. No one notices that Kevin is missing. Be like that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then Kevin wakes up. He goes downstairs. There's no one there. He walks outside. My nightmare begins. (laughs) He walks outside. The garage door is open. The cars are still in the garage. Oh, they didn't leave. They disappeared. Kevin has no family anymore. Uh, And he's like, whoa! He is super excited. He is like, over the moon. Hooray, my family's dead! Literally, he's like, family? Who? Am I even saying that correctly? Family? Maybe it was good for him that this happened to him then, if that was his initial reaction to being left. That's his attitude. Home alone. Um, Boo. So he does everything that he wanted to do home alone that he wouldn't be allowed to do. He sleds down the front stairs. Oh, God. I'm surprised he didn't crack his dang head open. He eats. What do I know? He eats bad food and watches garbage. Yep. Did your family ever say like, "Don't watch that"? Like, what? That's garbage. Don't watch that, or like, that's like corrupting your brain or something. I'll give you a hint as to the one show that I have watched as an adult that my mom wouldn't let me watch as a youth, and I bet you know what it could be. Was it on Cartoon Network? No, it was on MTV. On MTV Jersey Shore. Absolutely. One hundred percent. That's very easy. Mm-hmm. My mom hated Jersey Shore. And if I ever had it on, like one time I got, I remember I was watching TV. I think I told this story before. I was watching TV, heard the garage door opening, taped in a random channel. And my mom discovered that I, and then turned off the TV. And my mom discovered I had been watching Jersey Shore instead of doing my homework because she turned on the TV and hit last. Mm, Wow. And Jersey Shore was still on. Wow. She was going for those receipts. She was good. Mayor, ruthless. Right. For real. She was bad. Wow. That's, that is a level of rightfully mistrusting your children that I don't think my parents reached. Good for her. But let's just remind ourselves that if that's what your child's doing to be quote unquote bad, watching Jersey Shore instead of doing their homework, 
Yeah. It's not that deep. Come on. Do something interesting. And my mom knows that. Just so we all discuss that together. <laughs> Watching Jersey Shore and doing math at the same time. But she only cared about the Jersey <laughs> Shore part. Up. Literally. Um, so Kevin gets scared by his neighbor, uh, old man Marley, who he thinks is a serial killer who murdered his family. That part makes me so sad. Right? Yeah. Um, and then... Like I mentioned, there are the wet bandits who are going through and casing the neighborhood and breaking into the other vacant mm-hmm. houses in the neighborhood because all these people are the wet bandits, rich and on vacation for Christmas. Yes, as one does. Uh, and their calling card. The reason they're the wet bandits uh, is that Marv leaves the water running in the houses that they steal. So not only do these families come home to their homes torn apart, but also. They have incredible water damage, too. Yeah. That's pretty bad. That's ruthless, honestly. These... Dang. That's a lot. Like, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's funny. As an adult, that's so much money. That's bad. Yeah. Right? John Hughes. That's... Sick man. He said, I want the kids to be scared of these guys because they steal, but I want the adults to be scared because they'll ruin your house. (laughs) So. Um, So... Kevin realizes that they are there and he gets nervous and basically makes fake scenarios of people in his house, including Michael Jordan attached to a train riding around. Where does he get all these mannequins from? The scary attic, I guess. Uh, Yeah. Maybe that's why he's scared because it's the fucking department store from a twilight zone. Yeah. Apparently. Where the mannequins all come to life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first night that the wet bandits try to strike, they don't strike. Um, Kevin also goes grocery shopping by himself. Yeah, something a lot of adults can't even do. Right? Yeah. It just goes to show that our generation is weak. Oh, my God. Not on <laughs> this again. I'm a... I was born in the wrong generation sort of guy, but just for, to be Gen X. Oh, not Gen X, Dan. I did see somebody. I, I spent way too much time on Twitter. Um, and somebody was tweeting like, you millennials are so weak. Uh, we Gen X were beat by our parents with a belt and played outside in the dirt. And I'm like, what? Anyway. That's not something to brag about. Also, No. <sighs> you you grew up in the Ugh. 90s. You watched MTV. Calm down. Yeah. Not what happened. Know. Anyway. Uh, I don't even know. As they are mid-flight to France, Kevin's mom realizes that Kevin is not there. Yes. Uh, Kevin! And she honestly reacts as um, as any responsible parent should. No, I think if I was a parent, there would be far more tears, but maybe that's just because I'm very anxious as a person. There are very few tears in this movie. I think there are zero tears. Yeah. Nobody has, like, a full menti B, and Uh that's shocking. It's because our generation is weak. You're right. They're just too strong. They're stronger than us. Dang. Stronger than yesterday. Remember the old saying, internalize all your feelings and then die. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that like, yeah. you know, the Irish way? The old, 
an old white man proverb. <laughs> it's the Irish way and the McAllisters. MC. <sighs> they're Irish. I was going to say they're Italian. They're That's Irish. True. They are Irish. So all the flights for the next two days are booked. Phone line is still down in Chicago. Um, the rest of the family are staying in Paris in their brother's apartment. Uh, well, somehow Kevin's mom gets on a flight back from Paris to Dallas and then to Scranton, Pennsylvania, which I guess is technically closer to Chicago than Dallas is. Yeah. But I think there are far fewer flights from Scranton to Chicago uh, than there are from Dallas, an American Airlines hub to Chicago, another American <laughs> Airlines hub. Come on, Kate. Think of the logistics here. They're flying daily, multiple flights back and forth between those two places. Scranton? Visiting it's Christmas. I don't know what to tell you. Visiting the Biden family in the 90s? Nobody's doing that. Joe doesn't even live there. He's in you. Delaware. <laughs> Come on. This movie is a farce. <laughs> Truly. Um, so then it is Christmas Eve. Kevin's still, you guessed it, home alone. Um, he overhears the wet bandits talking about how they're going to break into the house that night. Um, and then depressed, he goes and visits a local Santa Claus. Who he knows, he's like, I know you're not the real Santa Claus. Yeah, that part had me dead. I'm not going to lie. But you work for him. Good. Yes. Good. Oh. Good line. I like that one. My heart is healed. Thank God. Um, he wishes for his family to come back. And then he goes to church uh, and watches. I don't know why this choir is performing in full dress on a random. Like it's Christmas Eve, but there's no one in there. Well, they probably had a matinee, and you know nobody attends matinees. You'd think the more of the family was would come. There are like four people in there. That's a twenty kid choir. Maybe it was a dress rehearsal, but like people could attend if they couldn't come later. I mean, like technically churches are never closed, right? When I was in children's choir, I feel like people would show up to like worship. Uh huh. But if we were there, they would just you know practicing. They would just carry on, and then they'd leave. Even if we weren't done rehearsing. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, and while he is in there, he gets scared by his neighbor, Old Man Marley. But Old Man Marley isn't a serial killer. He's a nice old man. Yeah. He's there to, to watch his granddaughter sing in the choir. My poor Hemi crying for real. I was sobbing. I think my favorite part. I'm not gonna lie. My favorite part of this is like she's about your age. Do you know her? And Kevin goes, "No." I know. Every eight-year-old in town knows each other. I mean, maybe I guess he thought maybe they went to school together or something. Okay. I don't know. I gotta look this up. How many grade schools? Children are <laughs> oh. in Will Met. How many children are in Will Met? Uh, there are four grade schools. Oh, gross. Okay. What? Children's grades kindergarten through four attend one of four existing neighborhood elementary schools. Children's mm -hmm. or students in grades five and six attend uh -huh. Hillcrest Middle School. Students in grades uh -huh. seven and eight attend Wilmette Junior High School. So you have two what middle the... schools 
Get over yourself. Okay. You know what we had in Franklin? Four grade schools. Uh-huh. One middle school and one high school. In Northbrook. Well, in my school district, there were three grade schools, one middle school, one high school. But there were two other school districts also. So it ended up yeah. that there were like four middle schools that fed into my high school. Um, yeah, I mean, technically there were more than that if you counted all the private schools. Like, there's at least one Catholic real. private school. I don't know how many. Hey, I went to a private grade school. <laughs> Anna did too. Don't worry. Wait, which one did she go to? The one in Hartford. Her church. I'll have to. Okay, I'll ask you off the air. Okay. I want to know if. Well, okay, never mind. No, I'm I getting off know. topic. Ask it. No, I was just thinking because, like, I had friends, well, now I have friends as an adult, mm -hmm. who went to the private school in Sussex, and I'm just wondering if I ever would have run into her somewhere. Mm, she didn't go there. Okay. So, sorry to disappoint you. Thank you. It's okay. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> uh, back to Home Alone, though. Uh, yes. So, Old Man Marley is, he is not connected with his son because he had a fight with him. Uh, oh, crying in the club. And old man Mari's like, your family's gonna come back for you. You just gotta, you just gotta love them. And Kevin's like, you should get back with your family, reconcile with them. Why don't oh. you do it? Um, so they both learn something together. And mm -hmm. and then Kevin goes home and turns his house into a bomb. <laughs> yeah. How I know that I'm jumping ahead here, but how does nobody yell at him? For all the destruction he caused. Like, I want to see what happened after they got home and realized he was safe. When they saw how messed up the house was. Well, he wakes up the next day and it looks like spotless. Yeah, that's the magic of Christmas, I guess. Yeah, right? Santa Claus yeah. came by. That's all you need to know. Mm. I don't know how it happens, but it happens. Yeah. Um, so he, he rigs up booby traps. And then Harry and Marv, they break in. Spring the traps. Marv gets uh, iron to the face. He walks over broken Christmas ornaments, cutting up his feet. Uh, Harry gets his hair set on fire. Hole in his hat. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. They almost catch him, but then Kevin throws a tarantula on Marv's face. Boo! Thumbs down. <laughs> I said to Gage, if I was an actor and they were like, and now we will put a tarantula on you. Uh-huh. I said I would walk off set. Well, you wouldn't have to ask said, very much. You'd have real fear. But if they were like, okay, and now we're going to film it again, I'd be so scared. I'd be scared that I'd hurt the spactor. I'd be scared that it would touch Taractor, me, like, on my skin. Taractor, not spactor. Taractor. I'm sorry, the teractor. And I'd be scared it would touch my skin. Well, yeah. Because their hair isn't like hair. It's like barbs. Really? How do you know that? I, I Because when I'm scared of things, I Google them because I try to make myself less scared. It's the same reason why I know a lot about the Haunted Mansion, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about this before the episode. Anna is really afraid of the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland. But I like the aesthetic of it, 
Okay. You know, like, the goodbye. scariest ride at Disney, the fun little haunted house that no, there it's has, not fun. There's, it's, there's nothing. I mean, the idea of the macabre, I guess, is scary, but there's no like jump scares. Nothing's coming out after you. You're not getting attacked. There or literally anything. are jump scares when you're going through the graveyard scene and ghosts jump up from behind the graves while you're doom buggying past them. Well, it, not if you look directly forward. Well, not on my watch. <laughs> I'm usually crouched in fear. <sighs> but anyway, Anna, not a fan anyway. of the haunted mansion or tarantulas. Oh, oh, I'm more scared of tarantulas. I would ride on the haunted mansion a hundred times before I let a tarantula touch me with its little sticky legs. <laughs> Sometimes they have little toes, too. Little hook toes. Ew. Well. Because it's like little tiny claws. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're a spider lover. More power to Just you because I am Anna not one you. of them. No. One of my coworkers has spiders and I said, you know what, girl? You love them because we need people to balance out the people like me who are scared. So mm-hmm. pop off. One of your coworkers has spiders. One of my coworkers has crabs. You know, it all evens out in the end. That's not true. I don't think any of oh. my coworkers have crabs. I haven't talked about it mm-hmm. with them. I hope not. That seems like an HR <laughs> violation. Um, so, uh, Harry and Marv do end up uh, catching Kevin after they go into a previous vacant house that they've broken into. Uh, they hang him up on the door, uh, which kind of cute, honestly. Hanging him up by the collar yeah. in the kitchen. Uh, and Classic. Old man Marley runs on in and hits them with shovels. Hits them both in the head with honestly, a shovel. Honestly, iconic king, honestly. Right? Yeah, that's that king behavior. He said, I'm not calling the police because they think I murdered people. I'm handling it myself. <laughs> and you know what I say to that? Not the choice to make in real life. No. But since it's a movie, we will applaud. And as we've seen before, the police are kind of useless in this movie. Yeah, well, they're, they were mean. Yeah. Honestly, when they're like, I'm not checking on your kid. I feel like if somebody calls... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like if somebody calls and asks you to do a wellness check, you have to do it. Uh, Am I wrong? I don't know if you have to do it. I just think that places usually do do it because if somebody says, I called the police to do a wellness check, they didn't do it, and the person ended up being dead, that's really bad. bad PR for that police department. That's true. The only wellness check I know of are like on elderly people. Uh-huh. I know somebody who did, whose dad was a police officer and he had to do a wellness check on someone. And when they got there, the person was dead. Yeah. That's my only context. Yikes. But I would say that's more of an unwellness check. Thank you. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. The only wellness checks that I know of are Shelly Miscavige of Scientology fame. Um, mm-hmm. I'm mentioning Scientology in hopes that they listen to the podcast. Cause I feel like if you just bring it up, they have these web crawlers that go through transcripts. They'd be like, Ooh, what are they saying about Scientology? So maybe mentioning Shelly Miscavige <sighs> wasn't the best move, but Hey, controversy yeah. creates cash. And I go past the Scientology building enough. Anyway, that's a tangent. <sighs> the other one is on Casey Kasem. Ooh, he was I did a project on him in seventh grade. I'm Casey Kasem, and you're listening to America's Top 40. He was, like, very Catholic. Yes. Yeah, that's why I did a project on him in seventh grade when I was in private school. Because he went to your school. private school. 
No, we did a project on famous Catholics. Your elitist private school. Yes, that's me. If you had to pick a famous Catholic now, what would your presentation be at? Would it still be Casey Kasem? Um, it could be JFK, I guess. Okay, don't don't approach John F. Ken- Someone in your class definitely also did John F. Kennedy. They did. Uh, but don't approach John F. Kennedy with that malaise in your voice. <laughs> Ugh. I guess it'll be JFK. <laughs> Get out of here. I'll do Casey Kasem again so I can talk about Scooby-Doo. You know, that works. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking up, is Jimmy Stewart Catholic? No. I feel like Catholicism was popular back in the day. Uh, Could I do myself or like... Are you a famous famous Catholic? I think I'm famous. Yeah. You're famous Famous in in my own mind. Local Wisconsin children's theater world. Period. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to write... I'm writing my paper as we speak, Dan. Anna Otto. She's all right. (laughs) She is super famous. (laughs) Ask any child... Ask any annoying child you know, and they'll tell you. She's super cool. Hey. Man, at my audition today, a kid was wearing the same outfit as me and carrying the same book that I just (laughs) finished reading. And I was like, I'm a youth. (laughs) You're so young. Literally, I am not. And then I asked her a question. She, like, ran past me. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool. Guess I'm not as hip with the youths as I thought. What was the book? Red, white, and royal blue, which I don't know how old she is, but there is some... That is a sexual book. There's some saucy words in that book, if I remember yeah. correctly. I thought to myself, is... they... I think she's a high schooler, but they oh, definitely okay. talk about sexual acts in that book. Whatever. Once you're a teenager, I don't really... I mean, I don't have kids, but once you're Listen, a teenager, Listen, her mom was there, and you them. know what? Not, as my mother would say, not my circus, not my monkeys. Right. But I know what's in that book. It's a great book. If you're an adult, read it. It's not a great book, but... Hey, <laughs> I liked it. I ate that up with a spoon. I... That was the sound of me gobbling that book up. Wasn't it Finished inspired it by the week. social network? I thought it was inspired by homosexuality. I thought it was inspired by... like It was like a fan, started out as a fan fiction between Jesse Eisenberg... And Andrew Garfield in the social network. And then it was changed into what it is. That would be so juicy. I would read it. Yeah. Uh, God, I love that we're so openly publishing fan fiction rewrites these days. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Next day, it is Christmas Day. Kevin wakes up. (laughs) Max's children's movie. (laughs) Kevin wakes up. His family is still gone. He's disappointed. But then... In through the front door comes his mom. They reconcile. Oh. And then... That part really... When he wakes up and he's hoping they're there and they're not. And he's downcast so sad. and sad. And then his mom is like, Kevin? And then, oh my god, it's a Christmas miracle. I will say that part was cute. That is incredible. That part cured my anxiety. Um, the rest of the family shows up uh, when they get their flights back. Um, that I thought was dumb yeah. because I was like, what? How'd You're they... telling me that these kids thought they had to turn around to get their brother. I don't have siblings, uh-huh. but I feel like siblings would be like, ah, mom's on her way. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it would have been. That's how I think siblings work. Uh, and then Kevin doesn't tell him about Harry and Marv. 
And then his dad finds the knocked out gold tooth. Um, if I found a tooth on my floor, I would vomit. If I found a tooth on my floor, I'd be like, oh, finally, I'm becoming the tooth fairy. Ew, Dan, you'd touch it? If it wasn't my tooth or Gage's tooth or Jester's tooth, I am not touching it. You would, uh, this sentence, I, it's, uh, I know where it's going. You'd be surprised at how far I would go to touch something. Dan. And what the limit of touching versus not touching something is for me. I mean. Because I can wash my hand. True, but sometimes after washing my hand, I still don't feel clean. Like today I was cooking. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't like to touch raw meat. I am not a vegetarian by any means. I will eat raw meat. I'm not raw meat. I will eat cooked meat. Up with these raw meats. I touched um, some pork chops today, uh-huh. and I washed my hands, and I felt like I was not clean afterwards. I was like, I'm contaminated. Oh yeah. my gosh! Let's see on the uh, on the raw meat scale, touching raw Chicken's red meat. the worst. Whatever. That's you fine. can eat that and live. Yeah. I don't give a crap about red meat. Uh, I could eat raw red meat and live. Raw pork chops. I'll wash my hands eventually. Uh, uh! Once I'm done manipulating. What them. if you're seasoning? What if you're seasoning? Normally, and you gotta touch the seasoning bottles? Yeah, and I'll just like wipe them off. Uh, <gasps> I'm the one who cook. I'm cooking. F- I'm the one who touches them. It's me touching them again. I'm not licking the seasoning bottles. I'm not touching the openings of the seasoning bottles. I'm literally sick to my stomach. Continue. Uh, and then with chicken, I usually wash my hands each time after touching. Yeah, because chicken. That that ish can get you. Yeah, I don't know the if I use germs? soap every time, depending on how much. I oh touch my god! Like how 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 deep the touching of the chicken is. If I even so much as lightly brush a chicken breast with my finger, immediately washing hot water, soap. Maybe that's a part of my OCD. I'm not talking about it with my therapist because I don't feel like changing it. Okay. It takes too long <laughs> for the water to heat up in my apartment for that to be at a. like a real realistic possibility like if i'm seasoning if i'm like patting the chicken down okay yeah or moving it with my hands i will fully wash my hands if i am just like i I incidentally touch it or i transfer it briefly from one thing to another you know what sometimes a rinse is fine a rinse and a dry i'm washing the towels I'm sick to my stomach. Let's just finish this movie because <laughs> anyway. I don't know if I can talk to you anymore tonight. There's one sentence left. Um, finish it. Bring it home. Kevin sees Marley reuniting with his family. It's adorable through the window. And then Buzz yells at him for destroying his room. The end. Home alone. No chicken. Uh, they don't make chicken once in this movie. Good. Because <laughs> if I was eight, I don't. I think I would only be making mac and cheese. Well, he makes a lot of frozen meals. Yeah, True. I just, when I was eight, I could make mac and cheese, but I cooked it in the microwave. Ew. Like, I didn't boil the water. When I was eight, it would just be a lot of sandwiches. I could make sandwiches, no problem. A lot of peanut butter sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Question. What? I'm not judging. I'm thinking. No, oh, I'm okay. thinking. At what point does it become a sandwich? Because I have the sandwiches. Bo- what? Because, like, is a ham sandwich that's just ham, nobody's going to say that's not a sandwich. 
But it's no. just one ingredient. If you just have lettuce th- in between, people aren't going to say that's a sandwich. No, I'd say that's a sandwich. I'd say it's a sad sandwich, but I'd say it's a sandwich. I think it's when you start to put at least one ingredient between two of another ingredient. Okay. So, like, a lettuce switch is possible. Like, I eat burgers with lettuce because I don't like hamburger buns. Okay. Or you could do a wrap. Yes. Like, an unwitch. Yes. At, at um, Jimmy's. Oh, Jimmy's. But, I didn't realize that you were on a first name basis with him. This is like how I call both TJ Maxx and Trader Joe's TJ's and Gage gets really confused. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to TJ's and I'll come home with a TJ Maxx bag. He'd be like, I thought you were going to the grocery store. I'm like, no, no, no. Other TJ's. Yeah, the cashier was flirting with me at TJ's. Yeah, they usually do that. No, no, they never do it. They normally TJ hate Max. me at the other one. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Gage. Every time I text him, going to TJ's, he just says, okay, and doesn't ask. <laughs> um... I think it's a sandwich when you put two things around another thing. Okay. Because I know technically, like, when you're goofing around, if, like, me and Anna and you were standing in between, it'd be like, Anna sandwich. No, that's a Dan sandwich. You're between yeah, two Annas. I'm, yes. The middle part yeah. is what you name the sandwich after. Yeah. Uh-huh. Usually. I think even if it was two different kinds of bread or, like, a bread and a different top thing... Okay, quesadilla. And that, but then, that's that's a that's a cheese sandwich. Okay. I would say okay. just like a hot dog, technically a sandwich. Taco. No. A taco's not well, a sandwich. What's no. the difference between a taco and a hot dog? It's a wrap. It's a wrap. A hard sandwich shell taco. Ha- or... No, it's still a wrap. Interesting, but a hot dog isn't a wrap. No. Why? This is very important to you're... Home Alone. Well, I think it's because <laughs> you don't have to have... Hot dogs give sandwich energy, okay? I can't explain it. That's fair. It's You, you go off of vibes, and hot dogs have sandwich vibes. They and do. And tacos have wrap vibes. They do. I think it's the fillings. Okay. Like, how the fillings are prepared. Because in a wrap, the fillings are more, like, small and broken up. Yes. Whereas, like, in a taco, you're going to have strips of pepper and, like small pieces of chicken as opposed to one chicken breast sure and in a sandwich you can have the strips of pepper but you're gonna have one chicken breast or one patty yeah yeah okay you smell when i'm stepping in i don't yeah if the hot dog was not cut up if the hot dog was cut up uh-huh it'd be a wrap okay if, the hot so dog's not if i'm giving up. you i'm gonna boil a hot dog cut it up and huh. give it to you in a hot dog bun that's a wrap uh, and that's a wrap you have on to this, <laughs> this part of the conversation. Up. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so deep. Anyway, Home Alone, thoughts? It's no Grinch. It's okay. Yeah, it's way better. I think it's fine. I just, it's not something I'd really ever find myself wanting to watch. And I don't know if that's because I didn't grow up with it. Like, I understand its impact culturally. Uh-huh. But I'm not like, oh, it's snowing. I've got hot chocolate. I need to watch Home Alone. Interesting. Because this is, if I think of a movie to watch snowing, hot chocolate, bundled up and cozy, this yeah. is very high up there. And I think that, honestly, the part that I care about the least are the hijinks in it. Like the part that okay. I react to. It's funny. It's fine. Um, yeah. But I connect a lot more to the whole 
mel Christmas melancholy that kind of is not the Christmas melancholy. Well, it's the same thing with Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the same thing with It's a Wonderful Life. It's a I I I react very strongly to a the the Midwestern optimistic depression that I think oh. is in a lot of um, Christmas movies that have that are not like Hallmark Christmas movies. Hallmark Christmas movies are doing too much. Yes, we watch them sometime with Gage's family, and I just bring my little book out and read because I can't do it. I don't. No one in my family watches them, or if they do, I don't mm-hmm. watch it with them. It's not for me. But I think that they're the whole like heart of the movie is Kevin wants to be with his family. Yeah. And it's like it's just yeah. He's yearning. There's a yearning that um is the most resonant part of the movie for me versus the the hijinks and comedy. And I think that, that that's kind of a thing with all John Hughes movies. There are different levels of yearning that characters are going through. Not yearning. I'm going to keep using the words yearning. Oh, my God. Red, white, and yearning blue. Ooh, I'm interested. They're yearning, those boys are. Um mm. Oh, I'm crying. Did you read the book or just watch a movie? Be honest. I saw a billboard. That's all I know. Oh my god, you had me fooled this whole time. I was played for a fool. I'm not lying. I haven't okay. said anything that I think is a lie. These are all things that I think no. I know, or I have seen somewhere. You're right. That's the scary thing, man. Yeah. Books are predictable. Anyway. Um, there's also, I forgot what the other part of the the point that I was going to. Oh. Part of the, I think I relate to it because just seeing the area where the movie's filmed, it's like, oh my gosh, that's Northbrook at Christmas time. Oh, I like that. That's cute. It's fond memories. There you go. That's a good thing. It's like if there was a, has there ever been anything filmed in Franklin? No, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> the only thing we had was Johnny Depp's Public Enemy. And Transformers. Those are both filmed in downtown Milwaukee. Nobody yeah. gives a crap about Franklin. And Blues Brothers. How about a Woodman's commercial? We got a Woodman's commercial. Okay, there you go. That, I sounded really salty saying all that. <laughs> Sorry. All we get is a fucking... Did the Johnny Depp shooting people and then the art museum. That's the only... Uh, there are more movies than that filmed in Milwaukee. Um... Well, Bridesmaids, but they didn't actually film anything in Milwaukee besides the opening scene. I'm, I looked yeah. up. Okay, maybe there are not that many movies filmed in Milwaukee because, ooh, this is a tough list. There's a movie called Two Guys from Milwaukee from 1946. That sounds horrible. Starring who? Dennis Morgan and Jack Carson? What? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I have trivia about Home Alone. Let's hear it. Macaulay Culkin says that a hot dog is not a sandwich. That's not actually trivia. Ah, I was so ready. <laughs> um, I was so fucking ready. 
Joe Pesci stayed away from Macaulay Culkin on set when they weren't filming together, so that he would think that he was mean and he would scare him more. Oh, honestly, that makes me sad because I feel like Joe Pesci's very nice. Uh-huh. Question mark. I think he is. I, that's the kind of method acting that I'm I'm cool with. He's not being yeah, an true. asshole to him. He's just being away from him. True. Okay. Uh, oh, pause. I looked it up. Okay. They didn't fucking film in, in Franklin, but you know where they did film Public Enemies? In Beaver Dam, which is where <laughs> my grandparents were for all, or lived, which is this tiny little town. Yeah, but it probably looks like a small town in the 20s. Or they could dress yeah, up the downtown is. like that. They probably did, because I'd been to several places down there, and it was not anything fancy to write home about. Mm-hmm. <gasps> What was that gasp? Oh, it was a different one. Sorry, because I thought they said that they filmed in Darlington, Indiana, where I just was, but it was actually Darlington, Wisconsin. I'm not going to ask why you were just in Darlington, Indiana. For a wedding, Dan. Yeah. You should have told him to get married somewhere else. Mm. (laughs) It was a beautiful wedding. It's fine. Um, In Spanish countries, the movie is called My Poor Little Angel. Um, and in Brazil, it's called They Forgot Me. In France and Italy, it's called Mom, I Missed the Plane. Oh, and that's very on the nose. In Hungarian, Home Alone is known as Tremble Burglars. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that. Um, I don't like that at all. This was released the same day as The Rescuers Down Under. Oh, great film. Uh, great film. Also that, now you know Candy. where my childhood lies. Yeah. I was watching Rescuers Down Under. Uh, John Candy was in both. Uh, Home Alone made a lot more money. Um, and because of it, well, Jeffrey Katzenberg shut down the marketing campaign for The Rescuers Down Under. Because they, they had no chance at competing with Home Alone. And yet, I still only watched The Rescuers Down Under. Uh Uh-huh. So, don't know what to do with that. How I got on the Rescuers Down Under train versus (laughs) the Home Alone train, but I did. Um, Here I am. You'll relate to this. When the tarantula Mm. is on Marv's face, Mm. uh, Uh the reactions are real. Daniel Stern's scream was added in post-production only because... It would have scared the tarantula and caused him to bite him. No! That was a fun noise. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what if, what if you open your mouth and it fell in? Uh! And it fell in. It was walking. We were doing the fake script. Uh, it walked in. With its little. <laughs> I have the ick so bad right now, dear listener, that I literally cannot unclench my body. I my shoulders are to my ears. Oh, and and you can't even you can't even scream, Dan. I would have been pooping my pants. Oh my god, so scared, so scared. Uh, there is a rumor that Elvis Presley has a cameo in the airport in Scranton. Oh, Elvis Presley died 13 years before Home Alone came out. <gasps> yeah, 
It is instead oh an actor named Gary Richard Grot, who is a, in the okay. background. He's just a, a background actor. Um, Good for Gary. Yeah. Um, Macaulay Culkin's brother, Kieran, probably now more renowned of an actor than Macaulay ever was, um, plays Fuller. I thought it was Kiernan. No, it's Kieran. Whoa. Okay, my eyes are opened. Talk about a Mandela effect. Yeah. Um, Mark Radcliffe's twin daughters, uh, who produced the movie, uh, play Kevin's cousins. Oh. Uh, Chris Columbus has a bunch of family members uh, cameo in the movie on the airplanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the elf that Kevin meets before talking to the fake Santa was the wife of the cinematographer. Oh, nice. Um, John Candy's parts were all filmed at once in one day because that's all they could afford to have him on set for. That doesn't surprise me. Um, Catherine O'Hara forgot her lines when they were filming the scene on the plane. Oh. Um, so her shouting, Kevin was her trying to salvage the take, and that's what they used. I love it. It It's, honestly, it works because I feel like in a real situation like that, if I was a parent, I wouldn't have the words. Mm-hmm. I would also probably just be screaming. Um, Warner Brothers was originally producing this movie um, for $10 million. It went over budget, and then Fox took on the production afterwards it eventually cost 18 million dollars um because of that daniel stern asked if he could be paid more when the shooting schedule went over um he was said no and then he quit and then his replacement was not good so he was brought back for probably more money yeah um the call time was at 7 a.m. Through... That's not that bad. At least 10 p.m.? Nope. I'm out. It's uh, bad. Uh, and probably... Because of Macaulay Culkin, that's probably what a lot of the end times were, which is a good thing, because he's a child yeah. actor. Um, he needs his rest. Here are some other... Here are some casting... Other options that they considered. Okay. For... Um, Joe Pesci's role. Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. Danny DeVito, Bob Hoskins, and John Lovitz. Excellent choices. I think Danny DeVito would have smashed it. I want to see Bob Hoskins. Hmm. Um, for Daniel Stern's role, Michael Keaton, Christopher Lloyd, Jeremy Irons, and Kramer? Oh. Well? I don't, I'm just wondering about Jeremy Irons. He's a chameleon. I guess. All the others fit in there. Jeremy Irons. A wild card, truly. Uh, Kirstie Alley was the first role, first choice for Kevin's mom. But she oh, had to turn okay. it down for Look Who's Talking too. Oh. Tim mm. Allen was considered for the dad. <laughs> wow. Could have been Phenom. Chris Farley auditioned to play the Santa Claus that Kevin meets. 
Oh. But he had to. He did not do well because he was. The audition was early in the morning, and he was up late partying. I don't know what to say about that. Chris Columbus was not the original director of the movie. He became the director after he quit National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Well, well, well. (laughs) Well, well, well. Um, I've heard enough here. That's that's all you need to know. That's all you. I need I've to know. heard enough. Honestly, I've heard enough. Anna, would this movie be better, or worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Kevin McAllister? The same, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think it's just still a little boy getting lost in his antics. I think that they have the same energy. It wouldn't change anything. Yeah. To me. I agree. I think it'd be the same. I think that Jimmy Stewart as old man Marley. Could be a sleigh. It could be a sleigh. You know, I kind of want to see it. I think I do too. How old was Jimmy Stewart in 1990? Old enough? Absolutely. Amazing. He would have been 82 years old. Yeah. I think it could have been a sleigh. Yeah. Um, on a scale of one to five, tarantulas crawling Disgusting. across your Ooh, face. Stop. Stop. That's my nightmare. I'm going to have bad dreams tonight for what, sure. What do you give it? Two and a half. Wow. That's 50%. Yeah, I guess. But that you, whenever I give it something like two and a half, you're like, that's so low. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like not for me. Uh-huh. I don't know what to say. I give it I give it four. Four out of five. That seems so high, but I'm glad that you enjoy it. I yearn. Just like with for spiders. Yearning. <laughs> well, guess what, Anna? What, Dan? That's it for this week's episode of In Conclusion. We'll be back next week with Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Home Alone 2, starring former president donald trump right that's true i never seen this one but i know he makes an appearance he does an appearance that is now cut out of airings on television shut the front door really crazy right i wonder if it'll be in the disney plus one Ooh, interesting he probably will be okay i can't wait to find out they superimpose joe biden's face over it stop it's an (laughs) animatronic of a different it's the president. Hall of Presidents animatronic <gasps> for Hillary Clinton that they made and then oh. very quickly turned into a Trump <laughs> one. It's the animatronic of Abraham Lincoln, which was the first animatronic to be able to stand up out of a chair. Uh-huh. Cannot wait. Uh, if you want to support us, we're on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast at Patreon at patreon.com slash in conclusion. If you want to find me, I am on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Otomus Primate One Eight, or you can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, Capital Over Auto, Capital D for Bots, Capital R for Roll in the O in Roll in the O in R zeros. Beautiful. As I said, we will be back next week getting lost in New York. In the meantime, everybody stay safe and have fun. Bye-bye. Bye. No! She's just
checking it twice. What's it? 